गौर प्रेमानंदे हरि हरि Generally, I see this side is heavy. That side gets a little light when the start, when we start the class. Today it seems that the Mataji's are tired, <laughs> and <laughs> Pitaji's are enlivened. <laughs> so make it a point to come to be in the class on time. Ah. Actually, punctuality is very important. Punctuality means. Recognizing the value of time. So those who did not come in time, you please remind them. And at the end of the class also, I will try to remind everybody. You know who is time? Time is an expansion of Balaram, Shankarshan. It is Krishna's expansion. So be on time means honoring Krishna. So don't be late for whatever you are supposed to do. You may be tired, but still, what difference does another ten, fifteen minutes do? Rather come fifteen minutes earlier than fifteen minutes late. I don't expect you to come even fifteen minutes earlier. I expect you to come at least five minutes earlier. So, main point is recognize the value of time. Chanakya Pandit said that one second that we lost, we can't gain it by paying all the wealth of this world. Can you get back the second that has gone by? So that is how precious time is. It cannot be measured. By all the wealth of this world. <clears throat> so, this morning and yesterday, I discussed about Rupa Goswami's the teachings of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to Rupa Goswami. That is known as Rupa Shiksha. The very basis of that. Instruction is devotional service, and devotional service is the means to achieve Krishna. Abhidhya tatta. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's instructions to Sanatan Goswami is sambandha tatta. The sambandha tatta has been. Described as identity of Krishna, Krishna's Krishna's transcendental form, Krishna's various incarnations, Krishna's opulence, and his devotional service. That is the science of. God. So, these teachings of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has been very systematically presented by Shila Prabhupada. Sanatan Goswami and Rupa Goswami were two brothers. 
as I mentioned in the morning, and after they met Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they became totally, they became totally disinterested in materialistic way of life, and they left home. First, Rupa Goswami left home. And then Sanatan Goswami stopped going to the court, King's Court. He actually became so, uh, so disinterested in those mundane activities that he, this, he stopped going to the court. And the king became concerned, what happened, why the minister is not coming, why the chief minister is not coming. And uh, he was told that Sanatana Goswami became sick. So he sent his, he sent his med doctor, Raj Vaidya, royal physician, and the royal physician came and reported, he's all right. There's nothing wrong with him. Actually, you can't cheat an Ayurvedic doctor. Sometimes the medical doctors can be cheated. Like certain things that they, that they cannot really detect. Like they cannot detect headache. You can go and tell them that I have a headache. Uh, there is no way the doctor can find out whether you have a headache or not. Fever you can measure, fever you can detect. Uh, but headache, stomach ache, liver condition, uh, these things are uh, not detectable. But Ayurvedic doctor, they don't see from the external symptom. They go to the root. They see the pulse, and just by feeling the pulse, they can make out what's wrong with your body. So no matter how much Sanatan Goswami was feigning sickness, but the doctor uh, caught him. And the doctor went and reported to the king uh, that he's all right, there's nothing wrong with him. So, <clears throat> uh, the king became quite upset. Uh, nothing is wrong with him, but he is pretending that he is sick. So, king went and he found that Sanatan Goswami is discussing Krishna Katha with the other scholars, other Brahman scholars. So the king asked, what's happening? You stopped going to the court and you're saying you're sick. Sanatana Goswami told him that he is sick of materialistic way of life. He doesn't have any interest anymore. He lost the taste for mundane enjoyments or mundane involvements. So, and he appealed to the king, please relieve me from this service. You have so many other qualified people who can 
Randa affairs. But the king had so much, so much confidence and dependence upon Sanatana Goswami. He said that you are running the kingdom. And if you resign, what will happen? Because I am not qualified to run the kingdom. I like to fight. I like to conquer other countries. I like to plunder wealth. So in this way, he was appealing to Sanatana Goswami not to resign. He said, your elder brother, he identified himself as Sanatana Goswami's elder brother. And he said that your elder brother is a plunderer. He's a bandit, he's a dacoit. Uh, like the dacoits goes, kill people and steal their wealth. That's what I do. I'm not qualified to run the kingdom, but you are the wise man who can run the kingdom. You're doing it, so please continue. But still Sanatan Goswami did not comply. So the king became very upset. King actually before that he proposed that you, I'm going to Orissa to conquer that country. But Sanatan Goswami said, no, I'm not going with you. Because that country, you will go and give trouble to the Lord. Because Orissa is the land of Jagannath. And the people there are devotees of Lord Jagannath. So you will cause trouble to the Lord and his devotees. I don't want to be a party to that. So the king became so upset, he said, arrest him and put him in the prison. And the king left for Orissa to fight with King Pratap Rudra. That is the only country that was still maintained its sovereignty. Otherwise, practically, the whole of North India became under Muslim domination. Uh, Uttar Pradesh, Bihar, Orissa, Bihar, Bengal, Assam, all were actually taken over by the Muslims. So, Sanatana Goswami was put into the prison and Hushan Shah went to fight with King Prataprudra, who was a very powerful king also and a great devotee of the Lord. And being imprisoned, Sanatan Goswami started to arrange, started to plan how to escape from the prison. So he had a talk, he knew the, the jail keeper. So he told the jail keeper uh, that, look, you are a saintly person and I am trying to make my life, I am trying to dedicate my life in serving the Lord. Uh, so if you help me, you will get a lot of, pi lot of piety. So king, that's king keeper, that jail keeper said, that I may escape, I may let you go, but the king will kill me. Sanatana Goswami said, look, I'll give you so much money, so much wealth. I'll give you 10,000 gold coins. 
So please let me go. He said, I may go get the gold coins, <laughs> but my life will be gone. So what's the point in getting those gold coins? Because if the king comes and finds out that I let you out, he'll kill me. Sanatan Goswami, he was so intelligent, he said, look, you don't have to uh, tell uh, how I escaped. You should just tell them that I went out to the bank. I was taken out to the bank to evacuate by stool. And then I just fell in the river. My hands and feet were tied with iron chains. And I drowned. I got drowned in the river. So this way, you nobody can suspect that you let me out. And the king also will not get upset with you. And you're getting the money. You'll get a lot of pious activities for this act of, generous act of yours, letting a saintly person go out and engage in devotional service, spiritual activities. So in this way, Sanatana Goswami convinced that uh, jail keeper, jailer. And this is how Sanatana Goswami escaped. He swam across the river Ganges and he started to travel towards Vrindavan. He took only one person with him, his servant. And he gave the money, 10,000 gold coins, a lot of money those days. And Sanatana Goswami escaped. He did not take the uh, royal path, main road to Vrindavan. He was traveling through the forest path so that nobody could recognize him. The near Bengal and Bihar border, there's a mountain range. So he had to cross the mountain. So on the way he stopped in a, uh, in a roadside guest house. He stopped in a motel. <laughs> and the innkeeper, the owner of that inn, was very, very nice to him. Yes, please come and be my guest. I'm so happy that you came. I'm so happy that I found you. I got you as my guest tonight. Sanatana Goswami, the minister, uh, he knew the human psychology very well. So Sanatana Goswami considered that from my external appearance, I'm like a beggar, uh, traveling uh, on foot, like a, uh, with one companion. My dress uh, is worn out and uh, dirty, 
why this person is treating me so respectfully. Something must be wrong. So he asked his servant, are you carrying any money with you? The servant said, yes, I have seven gold coins with me. So Sanatana Goswami already told him not to carry any money, but the, the servant thought that he may need something uh, for the sake of his master. So he actually, uh, although Sanatana Goswami told him not to carry any money, he was carrying something, eight gold coins. And he said seven gold coins. So he said, why are you carrying this venomous black snake with you? Because we are traveling like this and this money, this wealth can be the cause of our death. Just for the sake of this money, people don't hesitate to kill us. Give me that money. So he took that seven gold coins and went to the innkeeper and told him, please, you have been so kind to me and this is the wealth that I had with me, so please accept it. So <clears throat> the innkeeper said, like, you saved me from a great sinful act. You know, I knew that you are carrying eight gold coins. Those days, the astrologers could calculate and tell how much money one was carrying. Uh, this Jyotish astrology, uh, this science of astrology was so advanced in the Vedic culture that astrologers could predict uh, that how much money one is carrying. And he told him, although Sanatan Goswami came with seven gold coins, he said, I knew that you were carrying eight gold coins with you. And so, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, the, the, the innkeeper told him, though, you can see that you are a saintly person, uh, you are a very uh, exalted uh, spiritual personality. So I don't want to take your money, please take it back. And Sanatana Goswami said, no, this is, uh, this can be the cause of my death in my travel. So please, you keep it. Uh, and please make arrangements that I can go across the mountain range. I don't know the way through here. Uh, and there is no path also through the mountain. So if you know somebody who can take us across the mountain. So <clears throat> that man uh, sent, gave a man to take Sanatana Goswami through the mountain range. And Sanatana Goswami went to his servant and said, uh, take this gold coin that is there with you and you go back home. You don't have to come with me. So he sent him back. Alone, Sanatana Goswami now started to travel. This person took him across the mountain range. Then Sanatana Goswami came to Gajipur. And 
a place on the bank of the Ganges where his brother-in-law was there. He was purchasing horses for Hussein Shah, the king. Gajipur is the place where you can buy. They have a big fair. And in that fair, they sell all kinds of animals, horses, elephants, even cows. So he was there and he recognized Sanatana Goswami. And Sanatana Goswami told him everything, what happened. And he invited, please come to my house. Take a, take a rest for a few days. Sanatana Goswami declined, no, if I go, then somebody will get to know that I am uh, still alive and that won't be good for me. So at that time, Shikanta, Sanatana Goswami's uh, brother-in-law, gave him a blanket because it was cold. Already winter set in. And the way Shanatana Goswami was traveling, so he gave him one blanket. He was a rich man, so the blanket that he gave was quite an expensive one. So Shanatana Goswami took that and he came to Benaras, Baranasi, Kashi. And there he got to know that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was there in the house of Tapan Mishra. No, I'm sorry, in the house of Chandrasekhar Acharya. You're staying in the house of Chandrasekhar Acharya. So, <coughs> Chaitanya Goswami went and he, didn't, he was just waiting outside, thinking that when Mahaprabhu would come out, then he would meet him. He was hesitating to go in, knock at the door. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told Chandrasekhar Acharya that Chandrasekhar, uh, there is a devotee outside, just bring him in. So Chandrasekhar went out and looked around and then he came back. He said, I didn't see any devotee there. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked, was there anybody there? He said, yes, there is a Muslim fakir. Uh, Fakir means a Muslim mendicant. So, he's okay, call him in. So when he asked Sanatana Goswami to come in, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu embraced him. He was looking like a Muslim. For so many days he was traveling. He has grown long beard and his dress also uh, was, as I mentioned, lo looking like a Muslim fakir. And so Shanatan Goswami became very embarrassed that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu touched him, embraced him. So he says, please, please don't touch me, I'm so dirty. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that I touch you in order to purify myself. With your spiritual potency, with your devotion, you can deliver the whole world. 
তোমা স্পর্শি আত্মপবিত্রিতে ইন অর্ডার টু পিউরিফাই মাইসেলফ ভক্তি বলে পারো তুমি ব্রহ্মাণ্ড শোধিতে উইথ দ্য স্ট্রেংথ অফ ইউর ডিভোশন ইউ ক্যান পিউরিফাই দ্য হোল ওয়ার্ল্ড সো দিস ইজ হাউ চৈতন্য মহাপ্রভু মেদ সনাতন গোস্বামী দেন চৈতন্য মহাপ্রভু টোল্ড সনাতন গোস্বামী টু গো অ্যান্ড গেট সিভিলাইজড বিকজ হি হ্যাড লং হেয়ার অ্যান্ড লং বিয়ার্ড অ্যান্ড হি ওয়াজ নট ভেরি ক্লিন ইন দ্যাট ওয়ে সো সনাতন গোস্বামী ওয়েন টু দ্য গ্যাঞ্জেস অ্যান্ড হি গট ইজ হেড অ্যান্ড বিয়ার্ড শেভড he took a bath and then chandrashekhar acharya gave him a new set of cloth chaitanya mahaprabhu said no please get me an old dhoti get me an old cloth i don't want to wear that new cloth so when that old cloth was brought it was a used up dhoti Sanatan Goswami tore it in half and with one half he made it into bohirbash uh, his loin cloth wrapped around his loin and with other half he cover, covered his torso and he came to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, was very happy to see him like that. But he just looked at him, looked at the blanket. So Chaitanya, the way Chaitanya Mahaprabhu looked at it, Sanatana Goswami got the message. Uh, as if Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was telling that you have accepted the dress of a renunciate, then why are you wearing that expensive blanket so sanatan goswami immediately went to the ganges bank of the ganges and he saw a bengali vaishnav there and he told him can you please give me your kantha kantha is a poor people's quilt like they take uh, old clothes old dhotis and saris and they stitch them together four five of them stitch them together and that becomes their blanket in for the to cover themselves from the cold so he said can you please give me that kantha of yours in exchange of my blanket so that person thought that he was making fun of him he said from your appearance you look like a gentleman then why are you making fun of me like this sadan goswami said no i'm serious i'm really you know, i want that blanket in exchange of this one that must have been such an expensive you know, blanket so sadan goswami took that and 
he went to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This time Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was very pleased. He said, Krishna is an expert physician, expert doctor. So when he is curing you, why an expert doctor leave the last stress of the disease? So he freed you from your disease of materialistic attachments. And then uh, Sanatan Goswami's first question was, Who am I? Why am I suffering? Ke ami amare kano jade taputrai. Who am I? And why I am suffering the threefold miseries of this material nature? So, huh? Our scripture says, Athato Brahma Jigyasa. Now that you got the human form of life, you inquire about the absolute truth. Brahma Jigyasa. And what is the Brahma Jigyasa? Who am I? Why am I suffering? So that is the intelligent question that brings one to the platform of spiritual life. Not only spiritual life, brings him to the platform of human level. Otherwise, it is animalistic way of life. Ahara nidra bhaya All the people in this material nature, what are they doing? Eating, sleeping, mating and defending. That is their uh, life. But these are all animalistic activities, animal propensities. Animal propensities because these are the needs or demands of the body. Eating, sleeping, uh, sex life and defense. Ahara nidra bhaya Poshubhi shamana. In the animals also, these propensities are there. Poshubhi shamana. So, if the if a hum, if the human beings are absorbed in these activities, then how they are any better than the animals? So, uh, this is how Sanatan Goswami's question started. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu started to explain why the living entities are suffering in this material nature. Because they have forgotten Krishna, because they have rejected Krishna. Uh, Krishna bohir mukhaya bhogavancha kari nikatastho maya tare japutiyadhari. The cause of our suffering is due to our forgetfulness of Krishna. Due to our turning our face away from Krishna. When we are unmuk towards Krishna, then we are devoted, we are situated in Krishna's 
external potency, spiritual sky. And there we are engaged in loving devotional service. But the moment we look away from Krishna, uh, away from Krishna means, away from Krishna means, Krishna's external energy. When we are looking towards Krishna, we are in Krishna's internal potency. When we look away from Krishna, we are in Krishna's external energy, which is called Maya. And the external energy is Krishna's illusory energy. Why it is illusory? Because that energy makes us forget our actual identity and uh, enable us, uh, entices us to enjoy this material nature. Because it is the natural tendency of the superior to exploit the inferior, lord over the inferior. So Krishna's external energy is inferior nature and we are coming from Krishna's superior nature, Antaranga Shakti, Krishna's internal potency. We, the spirit souls, are coming from Krishna's internal potency. Therefore, the moment we look at this material nature, Krishna's internal potency, external potency, we develop a tendency to lord over this material nature. And that gives us the covering of false ego, mistaken identity, ahankar, ahankar, not aham, not me, but my mistaken identity of me. Actually, I am the servant, but here I am trying to be the Lord and Master. And that is how Maya gets us. Nikotastha Maya Tari Japotiyadhari catches him with tight bond. Now you can't go out. This is how Maya traps a living entity. Therefore, doibi heshagunamoyi, this material nature, Maya, is my energy, Krishna is saying. Gunamoyi is endowed with three, three gunas, three modes goodness, more passion, and ignorance. Guna also means rope. Just as with a rope a criminal is tied down, similarly in this material nature living entities are tied down with the three modes. All our activities are inspired, motivated by these modes. We can't help it. Yesterday the question came, is so difficult, uh, in spite of accepting Krishna consciousness, spiritual life, we become so much affected by this material influence, material allurements. 
and it is natural because this is the perceivable reality this is what we are seeing this is real and whenever we see something naturally we become attracted to that especially the beautiful forms especially the alluring aspects of this material nature dhanam janam sundarim everyone is attracted to wealth everyone is attracted to big position everyone is attracted to beautiful women that is the material nature but mame bhaje prapaddante mayam etantarantite when one surrenders unto me krishna is saying then he becomes free from the influence of maya so that is the way to get out of maya surrendering to krishna mame vaje prapaddante this word prapaddante means surrender one who surrenders unto me he can become free from this illusory energy of mind so material nature has its uh, attraction and we are naturally subjected to that attraction uh, the gross attraction is uh, dhanam janam sundarim and subtle attraction subtle attraction is labh puja pratishtha uh, the distinction adoration and profit one may give up his attachment to wealth uh, kamini and kanchan wealth and beautiful women but inside the heart this attachment remains the desire for distinction adoration and profit so that attraction also has to go and the way again is trinadapi sunichena taroriva sahishuna amanina manadena kirtaniya sada that is the way so this is how a living entity can become free from the clutches of maya bondage of maya so and when one becomes surrendered to krishna then threefold miseries automatically disappear how it happens because krishna takes care of him how it happens because he transcends the bodily platform surrender to krishna brings him to the spiritual platform and as a result of that he becomes free from the attachment of material nature he becomes free from the body consciousness and all these suffering conditions of the material nature are due to the body the body that is causing the suffering conditions all the sufferings are pertaining to the body and the senses so when one transcends the bodily platform how he becomes free from it's not that it doesn't happen sometimes devotees ask uh, that well we see that the devotees also become sick 
devotees also become uh, troubled uh, devotees also have physical difficulties but that's the point all those difficulties are physical difficulties but the body, devotee is not situated in the bodily platform therefore it doesn't affect if I identify myself with this dress, then if something happens to the dress, I get, become very upset. But if I realize it's just an external dress, if something happens to you, what, is bad? what does it matter? Similarly, this body is an external covering. So when you transcend the bodily platform and something happens to the body, we do not become affected by that. Rather, an example can be given in that respect that when a surgeon operates upon a patient, he cuts the body of that patient. Does the patient feel that feel pain? Like, do you know how the bypass surgery takes place? How many of you know? Huh? The bypass surgery uh, takes place. Okay, many of you don't know. You know, bypass means it's a surgery of the heart. Uh, it's a heart with another vein. The, when the hearts get blocked, the arteries get blocked, then another vein is put to let the blood flow through that vein. And that is called bypass. Bypassing the arteries that has become blocked. All right, Dr. Bhakti Prem Maharaj. <laughs> so, okay, now, how to, in order to do that, you know what they have to do? They have first, they have to cut the ribs. And then they have a machine that take, opens up the ribs. Can you imagine? Your ribs are cut open and then they are uh, priced up opened up. How will you feel? I don't have to go that far. If I take a pin and pinch you here, how will you feel? And here your whole heart is cut open. I don't mean that it happens to you. <laughs> so, huh? to the surgeon, that's what he does. And he does all kinds of things. He cuts open your, uh, your uh, thigh and takes out a vein from there. Uh, cutting out and taking out a vein from there. Uh, how will it feel? And then puts it, stitches it on there <laughs> with the arteries. How will you feel? But does the patient feel anything? Why not? Uh, because the patient is under anesthetics. Now, what is the meaning of under anesthetics? Anesthetics actually numbs the nervous system. The nerves do not uh, function. The current, nerve currents don't flow anymore through the nerves. And that's why uh, he doesn't feel any pain. Because his consciousness is blocked. Our consciousness in this body is flowing through our nervous system. Is that true? How many of you know that? How is the body conscious? How are the senses functioning? Huh? Because of the 
nervous system. You must have studied that. Uh, artery system and nervous system. One system through which the blood flows and there is another system in the body that spreads throughout uh, through which the nerve currents or consciousness flows. So if the consciousness doesn't flow, then what happens? One will not register what is happening to the body. Like, uh, say for example, when a dead body uh, is cut open, does he feel? Does he feel? Why? Because he's dead. There is no consciousness. Now through anesthetics, it is artificially done. Artificially, the nervous system is numbed. But now you see, this process is the process of Krishna Consciousness. Krishna Consciousness means becoming conscious of Krishna. So when you become Krishna Conscious, then where is your Consciousness? Where is your Consciousness? Thank you for reminding me. The Consciousness is then with Krishna. Then the Consciousness is with the body? No. Therefore, what happens to the body doesn't affect that person. But again, it cannot be done artificially. As long as we are in body conscious, we are in body conscious. But the point is, at that time, when you are in body conscious, when you are in a state of body consciousness, then we have to turn our activities to Krishna. By doing that, we actually uh, become Krishna conscious. <clears throat> so in this way, uh, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu started to instruct Sanatana Goswami. So, <clears throat> Sanatana Goswami, what was Sanatana Goswami's question? Who am I? Huh? Who am I? Why are the threefold miseries always giving me trouble? And f tell me, how can I be relieved from this material entanglement? That is what uh, Sanatana Goswami's questions were. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's response, and then Sanatana Goswami also added further. He said that I do not know how to question you about advancement in spiritual life, but I beg that you kindly, mercifully let me know everything I should know. Uh, and Prabhupada pointed out, this is the way one should approach the spiritual master, spiritual guide, spiritual path. We should not think that I know everything. Because if we start with that attitude, I know, then there won't be any possibility to learn. Therefore our attitude should be, I do not know. I do not know, therefore please tell me. This is the process of accepting a spiritual master. One should approach a spiritual master, humbly submitting to him and then inquire from him 
about one's spiritual progress. Before that, after that, Shantan Goswami also told uh, that people consider me to be a very wise man, very uh, learned person, but I do not know uh, the simple facts. So please enlighten me. Please educate me. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's response was, uh, because you are a humble devotee, you are asking me to confirm what you already know. Even if we know, but when we approach the spiritual master, we should ask him to reconfirm what we know. Jani daddo lagi pucho. I know that you are questioning in this way in order to daddo lagi, to firmly become aware of what you already know, to reconfirm your knowledge. It's not that you do not know, you know. But uh, that is the way one actually approach uh, a bona fide spiritual master and that is how Sanatana Goswami taught us uh, by approaching Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in this way, how one should approach a spiritual master. Eko deshe sitagnarkni josna bistarini jatha parasho brahmana shaktis tathedam akhilam jagat. Everything that is manifested within this cosmic world is but the energy of the Supreme Lord. As fire emanating from one place diffuses its illumination and heat all around, so the Lord, although situated in one place in the spiritual world, manifests his energies everywhere. Indeed, the whole cosmic creation is composed of different manifestations of his energy. Like how Krishna is the source of everything. Although he is in the spiritual world, uh, he is manifesting everything uh, through his energy, through his potency. And the example is given. Just as fire is situated in one place, but its light and heat is spreading all over. Similarly, the Lord, although situated in the spiritual world, through his energy he is manifesting everything. The energy of the Supreme Lord is spiritual and transcendental to the material nature. His energy is not material. Uh, as I pointed out, internal potency and external potency. External potency is the region where he doesn't get involved. It is external. An example uh, can, we can draw also from the morning's discussion, the prison house. Although the prison is king's domain, but does the king act in the prison? Does the king take care of the prison affairs? No. He has different departments to take care of that. Whereas other departments are under his direct care. His finance department, 
his military department, his education department, all those departments are directly under him. But the prison is separate, where king doesn't get involved. And then huh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and draw another line. The relationship between the soul and the body. Body is the field, Kshetra. And the spirit soul, the person, is the knower of the field, Kshetra Gya. That is our relationship with the body. It's a field. The field on which we are acting is the field, it's not self, it's the field. But the self is the knower of the field. But Bhagavad Gita Krishna also explained uh, that this whole creation is the Kshetra for Krishna and he is the supreme Kshetra Gya. We are aware of our body but Krishna is aware of everything. Just as we know everything of our body. Oh, this part is scratching. This part is paining. This part is feeling satisfied. <laughs> so we know what is happening in different parts of this field. But I do not know what is happening to you all. I am aware of only this field. You are aware of your field. But Krishna is aware of the entire field. That is the difference between us and Krishna. And then another point has been uh, very nicely demonstrated by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that this cosmic manifestation, that this material nature cannot function by itself. Mm. Unless it is moved by the, by the superior energy. What is the superior energy? The superior energy is the soul. Can this body function by itself? Why this body is functioning? It's moving, it's talking, it's thinking, it's feeling. Why is it happening? Why the body is able to do all that? Because of the spiritual presence of the soul. So otherwise the material nature is, uh, is inert, unable to function by its own, inert. But the material nature is able to function only when the spiritual energy is applied upon it. So in the greatest scale, this material nature is the unmanifest, uh, inert, lying there, no movement, no activity. But what makes this material nature active? Krishna's glance. Mahavishnu glances towards the material nature. And the material, due to his glance, the material nature becomes awake back to manifest otherwise the material nature is unmanifest abhaktadini bhutani bhakta madhani bharata 
This material nature was unmanifest. Or in simple words we can say, material nature was asleep. That is, not functioning, inert. Bhakta Madhani Bharata. Then the material nature woke up, became active. How? Due to Mahavishnu's glance. And Abhakta Nidhanan Neva. Then at the end, this material nature will become Abhakta, uh, unmanifest again. So now this material nature is manifest because of Mahavishnu's glance. And it is due to Mahavishnu's glance that we all have come here, the living entities. And because of our coming here, we by nature's arrangement got different types of bodies. And through the bodies we became active and the material nature is manifest. <clears throat> and uh, then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, as I mentioned earlier, my, he mentioned that conditional life, the uh, conditional material existence is due to our forgetfulness of Krishna. Uh, we have become conditioned in the material nature because we have forgotten Krishna. Forgotten of our relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And when a man revives his relationship with Krishna, then only he becomes free from his bondage. So this is what we must remember. If we want to become free from material bondage, the only way is by being Krishna conscious. The only way is by surrendering to Krishna. Otherwise, there is no way we can become free from the material bondage. And no amount of austerities, penances, yoga, meditation and all that will not work. But if you simply surrender unto Krishna, free. So, anyway, so today I will leave you up to here and Sanatan Goswami's teachings, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings to Sanatan Goswami, I'll continue tomorrow morning again. So, if you have questions, you can give me those questions. Before that, before I forget, now that most of you are here, I will remind you of one thing, that this is serious business, what we are here for. You have come all the way from so many distant places. Why did you come here? Huh? You all came here uh, to attend these programs. Isn't it? How many of you came all the way, taking all the trouble uh, to attend the seminar? How many of you have come here for that? So, see, since you have done that, then be here on time. Don't come late. If the class starts at uh, 5 o'clock, 
try to be here at least five minutes before. Not just casually walk in. Huh? That is not a good sign. And as your teacher, I have to remind you what you should do and what you shouldn't do. So, how many of you will come on time from tomorrow onwards? Thank you, I'm inspired. <laughs> and earlier I also mentioned one thing that being punctual means being respectful about time. And time is Krishna. This time is actually Krishna. Krishna's glance is the time. Is Krishna different from his glance? No. Is Krishna different from his time? No. So do you worship Krishna? Do you honor Krishna? So will you honor his time also? His time manifestation? Yes or no? Thank you very much. Not only the class, be punctual for everything that you are supposed to do. If you are supposed to do something, do it on time. Because time is, time management is a very, very important thing. Manage your time. Ramanuja Krishna Das from Indore. So I have two questions. Ramanuja is saying, what is the difference between Prakriti, material nature and Maya, illusory energy? It's the same. Prakriti, there are Prakriti means nature. And Krishna has two Prakritis, internal and external. His internal Prakriti is the spiritual world. And his external Prakriti is the material nature. And this material nature is also called Maya. How, the second question is, how Chetna consciousness is connected to soul? The Chetna is coming from the soul. That is how it's connected to the soul. Just as light is coming from fire. Do you see the connection? Huh? Light, what is the source of light? Fire. Similarly, source of consciousness is the soul. Next question is from Narahari Das. <clears throat> Can you please tell us about the full conversation it had with Harinarayan Prabhu for he left his body? <laughs> what did you say and what replies did he give? How did you help him focus on the holy name? Did he have 
any desires. Mm. Okay. Uh, in case, since you asked, I'll answer the question. Uh, but uh, and generally in the class, focus on to the class. Uh, so this question I'll answer afterwards. Let's focus on the topic of the class. Mathurananda Das from South Africa. Lord Brahma is our first spiritual master in our disciplic succession. He is always chanting and glorifying Krishna. Uh, he wrote the Brahma Samhita, establishing Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Yet he got bewildered by the pastime of Krishna having breakfast with his friends. That is, Brahma still stole the cows and cowherd boys. Well, again, I will suggest that this kind of questions that are not pertaining to the class, you leave it for some other time. Because focus, then what happens is, it seems to me that your mind is somewhere else. You are not really listening to what I am saying. The class is pertaining to Sanatan Goswami's teachings. Anyway, since you asked, I will answer this question. But in future, you try to focus on the topic of the class. Questions should be pertaining to that. Otherwise, what will happen, the answers will divert our attention to some other areas. Yes, Brahma is a pure devotee. Brahma is our Sampradaya Acharya. But how come Brahma forgot about Krishna? And we can also remember Krishna comes once in a day of Brahma and performs the same pastime. If Brahma went through something yesterday, if I learned something yesterday, can I forget about it today? No. But then why it's happening? Personality like Brahma is forgetting. It is the pastimes. That's why we have to understand what the pastimes are. Pastimes are like a play on a stage. Something like uh, a play on a stage. The actors are acting. Uh, it is not that the actor doesn't know. Uh, the actor, uh, the villain, the hero and villain are friends. They're great friends. But on the stage, how they are acting. Uh, the villain is completely against the hero. He tries to steal the heroine. And the hero is going and fighting with the villain. But in reality, they are all friends. It happens in a drama, right? So Krishna's pastimes are like a drama. And Jogomaya makes the arrangements. Jogomaya makes one forget. That's a... Uh, Jogomaya, forgetfulness by Jogomaya's arrangement. Yes, Brahma really forgets that Krishna is God. Just like an actor has to forget who he is and becomes the, uh, becomes the role that he is playing. Similarly, in Krishna's pastimes, uh, different associates of Krishna are 
performing their respective roles as they have been directed and arranged by Jogomaya. Ankit Malavya, Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj Dhanavat Pranam and to you. Okay. When we started to go away from Krishna, then Krishna's external potency started to trap us by material uh, attractions. And, uh, and human used to enter and uh, anyway, entrapped by it also. So at the same time, why Krishna's internal energy don't attract us? Why it doesn't interfere in the trap of material attraction? Is the Krishna's internal energy also attracts by sending pure devotees into our life? <laughs> okay, so why? Why? Uh, what you are actually saying? Why Krishna's internal energy didn't keep us in the spiritual world? The answer to that is because Krishna doesn't want to interfere in our independence. Krishna lets us do whatever we want. Uh, so when we want to reject Krishna and go away, Krishna says, "Fine, uh, go." And Krishna makes us that makes that arrangement. Okay, go. You want to be the Lord and Master? Go and see how uh, wonderful it is. And Krishna in this way wants us to learn the lesson. Therefore, Krishna or Krishna's internal energy doesn't interfere. And yes, uh, Krishna's devotees are also arrangement of Krishna who come here to rescue us by reminding us about Krishna and benefit of becoming Krishna conscious. <coughs> Next question is from Nimai Sundar Das. Trees consciousness are covered whereas human consciousness is advanced and one feels pain and pleasure through consciousness. So when we hear or speak about Tarariva Shahishnuna, does it mean transcending our consciousness from material plane to spiritual plane or reinstating in our original identity? Yes, becoming situated in our spiritual consciousness. From material, we, when we become situated in our spiritual consciousness, in our spiritual identity, then yes, we become, we can become more humble than a bed of grass and as tolerant as a tree. Otherwise, as long as we are in the body consciousness, it won't happen because body consciousness means false ego. False ego means identifying ourselves with the body. So in order to become situated in that state of Trinadopi Sunichena, we have to transcend the bodily platform and come to the spiritual platform. 
If it is, then what are the means to come to that state? The means is by becoming Krishna conscious. We develop our love for Krishna. You see, why we are saying love, love, love so much? Because love is the means by which we become related to somebody. It, if we want to become related to Krishna, then the means of becoming establishing that relationship is love. When we develop our love for Krishna, we become related to Krishna. And when we become related to Krishna, we transcend the material nature. So that is the means by developing our love for Krishna, that we can transcend the material nature. And that love begins with surrender. This Mamekam Sharanam Braja is the beginning stage of that love. Why should we surrender? Because we love Him. And when we surrender, then we experience Krishna's love towards us. And that actually intensifies or strengthens, fortifies our loving relationship with Krishna. Next question, Nagaraj Das. Where is Nagaraj Das? Okay. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances at your lotus feet. My question is, how can one know whether he surrendered or not? What are the symptoms of surrender? Kindly enlighten me. <laughs> so, by surrendering you realize whether you are surrendered or not. By seeing how you have given up your false ego, your tendency to lord over and how much you are depending upon Krishna. That is how you realize. By surrendering, you realize that uh, you have surrendered. So many questions. No, uh, anyway, I'll just go for, let me see. Um, I said five and five, not so many questions. Whoever is collecting, uh, make it a point. Five and five from this side, five from that side. If that side has less question, then this side can have the benefit. <laughs> of asking a few more, or vice versa. Uh, Hare Krishna Maharaj, this is from uh, Parthapran Das, disciple of His Holiness Radhanath Swami Maharaj. Where is Parthapran? Okay, Hare Krishna. Please accept my humble obeisances on your lotus feet. Okay, question, how my preaching of Krishna Consciousness help me in progress in Bhakti. Uh, because when you preach, you think of Krishna, you speak of Krishna, and you remind yourself also about Krishna. Uh, that is how by preaching, uh, you progress in spiritual life. Kirtan, uh, preaching is Kirtan. 
Kirtan means glorifying Krishna, reminding others about Krishna's glory. So when you do that, you are remembering Krishna, Vishnu Smaranam, Krishna Smaranam. And then when you are remembering Krishna, then you are also absorbed in Krishna consciousness. And then when you are speaking to Him, then you are listening also. When you are speaking, you are listening. And this is how you are preaching to yourself also. Sincere preaching leads to preaching to oneself also. Question 2. Can you please give few tips how to preach? Uh, uh, if it is not if it is not inconvenience Maharaj to you. Yeah, again, uh, I will say that uh, stick to the, uh, the topic. Uh, don't just bring general topics into the class. Uh, the how can uh, you, uh, you please, can you please give few tips how to preach? As I gave the tips, think about Krishna and speak to others about Krishna. What you learnt about Krishna, you go and share it with others. That is real preaching. I'll just select, it, select some questions and then answer them. <coughs> so, I'll take this question from Shamsundar Krishna. Uh, Maharaj Krishna is the Supreme uh, he can do anything. Why didn't he ensure uh, animal sacrifice is not done and sanctified and sanctify and sanctity of Vedas are intact? At Buddhism and Mayavadi would be avoided and people are not disillusioned. Well, as I mentioned, in this material nature, living entities have their freedom, independence to decide what they want to do. Uh, the first point is in that respect, where Shamsundar Krishna. Okay. <laughs> the first point is that Krishna doesn't interfere in the affairs of this material nature. So why Krishna didn't do this, Krishna didn't do that? doesn't arise. We, did, we wanted and we did it and that's why it happened. You got the point? If Krishna, as I, again I'm going back, if Krishna wanted to interfere in our independence, then Krishna wouldn't have let us come here to begin with. Krishna would have kept us in the spiritual world. But Krishna didn't do that. Because Krishna doesn't want to interfere in our 
independence. And ultimately it comes to the point that our relationship with Krishna is a loving relationship. Krishna wants us to love him. Now can you force anybody to love somebody? Therefore Krishna doesn't force us. So love should be spontaneous, voluntary. We have to desire to love Krishna. Therefore Krishna gave us the, gave us the independence. It's up to you whether you love me or not. You decide whether you are going to love me or not. If you love me, then I will respond. You will see how I respond. If you don't want to love me, still I love you. That's what Krishna's point. Just as the, father, the son may leave the father, but the father doesn't cease to love the son. Right? So the Supreme Father, Krishna, continues to love us even though we have decided not to love him. But, but Krishna left it up to us whether we are going to love him or not. Hmm. So that's why Krishna doesn't interfere. You got the point? Huh? That's why Krishna doesn't interfere. Devashri Radhika, Devidasi, okay. Um, the past few hours you have been discussing about how we should be ready for death at any moment. Our life should be a Krishna conscious preparation. This preparation can be both simple and engaging in nature. Having heard of many departures, sometimes my heart experiences uh, immense fear and uh, what is some some breast? Anyway, huh? uh, oh numb numbness. Fear and numbness, okay, okay. I don't read handwritings very much, therefore, although you have a very clear and very beautiful handwriting, but I am having, sometimes I'm having some difficulties with some words. <clears throat> I'll tell you what is the problem here. In you, you wrote like, it's looking like M. <laughs> okay, so be careful. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but very soon material distress, distresses allure me away from any sincere response to this fear. How dangerous it could be to not make it back to Godhead in this lifetime. What exactly am I remembering next? Okay, uh, what, what is the last word? What exactly am I? Okay, okay, thank you. What am I missing out? Good question. 
that yes uh, the life is a preparation uh, and to face death as i give the example throughout the year we prepare and at the end of the year we sit for the exams so similarly throughout the lifetime we have the opportunity to prepare ourselves and at the time of death we have to sit for the exams and what is the preparation here the preparation is surrender preparation is love preparation is the is the confidence when you love somebody do you doubt that he also loves you so as you are saying yes it's natural that we become afraid but at the same time we can look at it this way i am surrendered to krishna i am surrendered to krishna means what i am depending upon krishna let him do whatever he wants let him do whatever he wants ashlishya vapadaratam pinashtumam adarshanan marmahatam karotu that is the mood of surrender whatever you want you do it if you want to save me fine if you want to reject me fine if you want to keep me fine if you want to kill me fine that is the meaning of surrender just depend upon krishna don't worry about it and the example ah the two examples in this way the example of a monkey and the example of a cat the cat is taking its cub kitten with his sharp teeth cat is holding into the most vulnerable point of the body the back of his neck that is how a cat kills a mouse catches it by the back of the neck and gives a twist and breaks his vertebra now the same way he is carrying the kitten but is the kitten worried oh if the teeth goes a little deeper then i am finished <laughs> if there is a little jerk in a wrong side i am finished does the kitten feel that way no he is happy my mother is taking me to safety so a devotee's attitude should be like that krishna i surrender to krishna let i am confident that he will take care of me he will protect me right and that is how we become free from the fear and anxiety and the numbness <laughs> so and as you said then we forget afterwards fine ah krishna has provided such a beautiful life let me go through this beautiful life that he has given me and let me use every opportunity that comes to me to glorify krishna and to serve krishna right so now will you be afraid <laughs> yeah <coughs> so and this is the meaning of becoming krishna conscious 
Next question is from Chittahari Krishnadas. Where is Chittahari? Question one, Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, Dandavat Pranam. Thank you very much. As your holiness often mentioned that holy name is the most precious wealth of spiritual sky. But often it is seen that due to many reasons one is not able to focus on the holy name like due to pressure of service, not knowing the importance of the holy name. Yeah. So the thing is, in order to appreciate the wealth of the holy name, we have to be aware of the holy name. You know the expression, casting pearls in front of a swine? Ah. If you show, give the pearls to a swine, what will swine do? Will, he rec will the swine, rec the pig, recognize the value of the pearls? Ah. So only those who know the value of the pearls will recognize the value. So in order to recognize the value of the holy name, we have to become aware of the wealth of the holy name. And it will happen, it will happen. As we practice the process, it will happen. We'll gradually see what the holy name is doing. As we hear, as we chant, as we associate with devotees, as we render service, the glory of the holy name will become manifest in our heart. And that is how we will recognize the value. Then chanting becomes just a regular affair. Okay. So, only when we recognize the value of the holy name, we appreciate the benefit of holy name. Next question, Jadurani da Devi Dasi. Jadurani, where are you? Okay. <clears throat> Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to your lotus feet. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Please, can you explain the seven mellows with examples? Okay. It'll take a long time. <laughs> But nice question. Okay, let's consider. Hashya means? Hashya means humor, laughter, the mellow that makes you laugh. Okay, example. Chale vale laddu khai Sri Madhu Mangal. See, you started to laugh. <laughs> With different types of pretext, Madhu Mangal is stealing the laddu and eating it. So this is humor, mellow of humor, hashya, adbhut. Mother Jasoda looked at Krishna's mouth and she saw the entire creation within his mouth. And what happened to Mother Jasoda? She was stunned with surprise. What? What am I seeing? Wonder, Veera, Keshi came, huge, gigantic horse. Everyone is afraid with his every step, there's an earthquake. 
and everyone approached Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, see that demon. Krishna says, don't worry. Stand behind me. Krishna tightened his belt. Okay, Keshi, come. Veera, chivalry. Rodra, anger. <clears throat> Durjadhan insulted Arjun and Krishna started to burn like fire. I will destroy the entire Kuru dynasty. Jam Balaram called Jamuna. Jamuna didn't want to come. Ah. Balaram pulled up his plow. You audacious girl, you don't want to listen to me? <laughs> and uh, he tried to drag Jamuna immediately. Please, please forgive me. Anger. Bhayanak. Uh, Arjun saw the universal form of Krishna. And he started to tremble with fear. Krishna, 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 I don't want to see that. Then Bibhatsa, ghastly. In the battlefield of Kurukshetra, there's a blood of river flowing. And the heads are floating in that river. Chopped off hands and legs are floating and they're scattered all over. How is the sight? Very pleasant? Ghastly. And pathos. Uh, Abhimanyu is killed by the seven warriors, a 16-year-old boy. In an unfair battle, seven warriors fought with him, unarmed him and then killed him. What a pathetic sight. So these are the seven secondary mellows. Next is Giriraj Das. Dandavat Pranams. We hear now Srila Sanatan Goswami approached Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We also know that Srila Rupa Goswami and Srila Sanatan Goswami are eternal associates of the Lord. So can we understand that when Lord brings his eternal associates to play in his earthly pastimes, then he covers them with his Yogamaya potency and slowly they understand their real position. Yes, it's something like that. As I, again, I'll go back. Krishna's pastimes are like a drama. And you know the qualification of a good actor? What is the qualification of a good actor? A good actor forgets himself and becomes the role. So these are all associates of Krishna playing different roles in his pastimes. And the way it is, Yogamaya has arranged, like in this material nature, everyone is initially unaware of Krishna. Because that's why they are here. And then gradually the awareness dawns. So that is how they are playing their roles. Next question is by Rajat. Okay. Dandavat Pranam, please look. Okay. <clears throat> uh, thank you for such a nice lecture 
on the most important teachings of Lord Chaitanya. Dear Gurudev, one quest, first question, you explained about the example of doctor performing operation and the anesthetics taking uh, control of nervous system of making our consciousness numb. But we have also read about examples of out-of-body experience during patients. <clears throat> so is the out-of-body consciousness different from the one that is controlled by anesthetics? Uh, uh, I am confused. Uh, is the consciousness in the soul <coughs> or body I am sorry for asking a foolish question. Okay, uh, it's not a foolish question. It's a uh, sincere question. Good question. So, <clears throat> um, you see, the point here is what is anesthetics doing? Blocking the nervous system and as a result of that, the body consciousness is affected. The consciousness is not more in the body. But the consciousness is there. Consciousness is not in the gross body. But the consciousness is there in the subtle body. Like for example, when you are sleeping, are you conscious of your gross body? No. But you are dreaming. Are you conscious? Where is your consciousness? In the subtle body. So out of uh, body experience at the time of operations and all, that we often hear is something like being in the subtle body consciousness. The gross body is under anesthetics, but the subtle body is experiencing the happenings. All right. So next is Sneha Ramchandani. Okay. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. I am trying to chant, but whenever I chant, not able to chant attentively, and my mind keeps on diverting. Very good. That at least you are aware that the mind is diverting. So when, the, when you become aware that the mind is diverting, what are you going to do? Let the mind go? Or take the, bring the mind back? What will you do? Okay, anyway, uh, it's a simple question. We don't need the mic for that. But at least you have become aware. Yeah. Then what will you do? Even though it's difficult, won't you try? Yeah. Very good, thank you. <laughs> okay. <Thank> you. <laughs> Next question, Jamuna Priya Devidasi. Dear Ms. Gurudev, please accept my grateful, humble obeisances. All glories to your um, compassion, grace. All glories to your dearest Srila Prabhupada. You mentioned about the five rasas this morning. I have heard that Madhurja rasa contains all the other four rasas also. If this is correct, can you explain? or elaborate please, especially regarding how Shantarasa is included in it. 
<coughs> they are included means they are transcendental to those rasas. Where is Jamuna Priya? Oh. <laughs> so, they are huh? like, it is not that they are there. Like, for example, let us leave Madhurja and other mellows. When one is in love with Krishna, then does he or she serve Krishna? So the gopis, they are in love with Krishna in Madhurja. But are they serving Krishna? Okay. Then Sakya, gopis are Krishna's girlfriend. Is friendship there? Right. But Vatsalya is not directly involved in that mellow. The Sakha and Vatsal are propping the Madhurja in the sense uh, that they are helping the Madhurja mellow. Like, but Vatsal is not directly included in Madhurja. Uh, you see, Shanta I, I kept aside because in Shantaras there is no service, it's neutral. But Positive direction is the direction of service. So the direction of service begins with dasya. Servitorship. Then sakya, friendship. Then vatsalya. And in order to be in madhurja, one has to transcend those mellows. Like, uh, not friendship of that nature, it's a diff different kind of friendship, mm. more intense friendship. The Sakha is with the boyfriends, but Madhurja is with the girlfriends. And parental, they're shying away. The parental mellow, when the superiors are there, can the girl, boyfriend and girlfriend meet? Right? Uh, they pretend as if they don't know each other uh, in front of the superiors. So that is how uh, they all are included in that. <coughs> Nanda Braja Das, Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. My question is from morning class. A devotee cannot decide himself in what mellow he wishes to place himself. The same has to come by Krishna's mercy. Guru Maharaj, kindly explain. Okay, let us start with surrender. Ah. Surrender means, when you are surrendered, do you demand? So these are the demands, I want this. So is there, when you are surrendered in devotional service, do you have this demand? I want this, I want that. No. Surrender means Krishna, whatever you want. My role is I am your servant. And I will continue to serve you no matter what. That is the attitude. And then, uh, Sakya, Vatsalya and Madhur is up to Krishna to award. 
okay so krishna will decide and we are open to krishna's desire right <clears throat> <laughs> who is this from das dot dash dash das who is this dash dash das what happened no response why didn't you put your name <laughs> okay uh Thank you very much for such nice explanations, especially uh, connecting biology to Krishna consciousness. <laughs> Question, what one should do if a devotee, especially senior, is sleeping around me during japa or class? Okay, very good. Yeah. You can whisper to his ears, <laughs> Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. <laughs> but don't say Jeev Jago, Jeev Jago. <laughs> Shambihari Das Gurgaon, Shambihari. Okay. Uh, Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and your lotus feet. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Guru Maharaj, can we develop the qualities mentioned in the third verse of Shikshashtakam by the strength of the holy name by chanting more rounds because it is found very difficult to develop these qualities by its own. How can we develop? Like in course of some answering some question, I mentioned that this will be virtually possible when we transcend the material or bodily platform and become situated in our spiritual identity. Mm. Otherwise, until then, we can practice devotional service in practice to achieve perfection. Mm. We maintain the humble attitude. Mm. We practice that. And if we fail, then we lament. Oh, why did I do that? I'm supposed to be more humble than a blade of grass. Why did I become so arrogant? That is the way. <clears throat> okay, there, since we have a little time, I'll answer a few questions here also. Uh, Dandavat Pranam Guru Maharaji, uh, this is from Kishori Devi Dasi. Kishori Devi Dasi. Okay. Dandavat Pranam Guru Maharaji, Guru Maharaji, apne kaha ki sharir hi hamare sare uh, kashtuka karan hai. Sharir hamara antariksh. Ba, ba, antarik 
ओके हाँ बाहर तौर से अलग अलग तरह से प्रपीड़ित करता है ऐसे में क्या करना चाहिए क्या मैं शरीर पर ध्यान नहीं देना चाहिए नहीं शरीर पर ध्यान रहेगा बल्कि शरीर के द्वारा कृष्ण की सेवा करो कृष्ण को सेवा करते करते हम ये शरीर के जो चेतना है उस चेतना को हम उतार सकेंगे चेतना से हम अतिक्रम कर सकेंगे ठीक है शरीर पर ध्यान नहीं देना चाहिए वैसे लेकिन शरीर को भगवान को सेवा में प्रयोग करना है दिस वन इज स्वप्ना दास स्वप्ना दास ओके वे डिड द डिजायर टू टर्न अवे फ्रॉम कृष्ण कम फ्रॉम विच लेट टू अस फॉलोइंग वी ओंट बी एबल टू नो बिकॉज द कॉज ऑफ दैट डिजायर इन द स्पिरिचुअल स्काई अनलेस एंड अंटिल यू गो टू द स्पिरिचुअल स्काई वी ओंट नो वॉट मेड अस टर्न अवे फ्रॉम कृष्ण यू गॉट द पॉइंट बिकॉज इट डिट हैपन इन दिस प्लेन इट हैपन इन दैट प्लेन and this question is little tricky uh, again <laughs> the name scratch 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 so who is scratch 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 das what happened no identification no answer kya sharmate ho kya Are you embarrassed? There is no need to. Or are you okay? Are you here to ask the question? <laughs> That question is little. Anyway, I will. <clears throat> Maharaj, in Kirtan Hare Krishna Mahamantra, many senior devotees sing Rama as Ramo. Is it okay, Maharaj? as usually everybody correct mistake in sanskrit shlokas your humble servant the name has been scratched out it doesn't really matter hare rama hare rama 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 hare hare all right हरे राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे हरे और राइट सो डोंट वरी अबाउट दिस प्रोनाउंसिएशन सो मच इन कीर्तन एवरीथिंग गोज यू नो हाउ इट गोज इन चाइना दे कैंट प्रोनाउंस आर दे प्रोनाउंस आर एज एल सो इवन इफ दे सिंग हले लाम It's all right, and in that respect, Prabhupada said, "Don't worry about it. Krishna is listening to you. <laughs> When you are chanting, Krishna is listening. So don't worry about uh, this pronunciation. Uh, Krishna doesn't care about uh, our pronunciation. Krishna cares about our love." Uh, 
when the child in a broken words calls the father or the mother does the father say oh that pronunciation was not right or the mother heart melts hearing that fumbling words of the child that is the loving relationship hare krishna okay i will go into narahari's question how many of you know that recently a very wonderful devotee called hari narayan das from spain left his body very good practically all of you know his origin is a uh, indian uh, his name was hasumal sajnani uh, and he was very wonderful and he had been, he helped me he was very surrendered and he helped the movement in many many wonderful way he was very wealthy and he used uh, his money in helping krishna consciousness movement and he was humble very very humble and simple as a child although he was a very wealthy person but at heart he was a very simple person and so harinarayan recently left his body so the question i'll repeat again <clears throat> can you please tell us about the full conversation you had with harinarayan prabhu uh for before he left his body okay on 8th on 7th night i arrived in bombay and on 8th evening i was about to catch a flight for indore so mukesh and mirabai is mirabai here yeah okay uh, mukesh and mirabai were driving me to the airport and i got a phone call from atmaram krishna and he said that from spain uh, madhavi priya called him and asked him to inform me that harinarayan is harinarayan situation is condition is quite critical prior to that about 2 hours before that i spoke to harinarayan's son dinavandu and we uh, had a conversation about i knew that harinarayan's condition is critical but i never realized that he was going to leave his body so soon so when anyway when the phone call came i immediately called dinavandu and i could immediately hear from the background the kirtan was going on <clears throat> but when i call, when my phone call came the kirtan stopped and dinavandu asked me told me that harinarayan his condition is quite critical and he wanted me to speak to harinarayan so that's what uh, narahari is asking uh, the conversation that we had that i had with harinarayan prabhu uh, 
so when I got to know that when Dinabandhu told that he is giving the phone uh, to Harinarayan, meaning he is holding the phone in front of Harinarayan's ears so that I could speak to him. So I chanted for some time Hare Krishna Mahamantra. And then I started to speak to him. And I told him that Harinarayan, now the time has come for you to prepare, to appear for the time that you have prepared yourself <clears throat> all your life. As a devotee, all that you have done for Krishna, now is the time and have full confidence that Krishna will, Krishna didn't forget anything that any service that you have rendered to him, anything that you have done for his propagation of his Krishna consciousness movement and have the confidence that Krishna will take care of you. Have full confidence that Krishna will take care of you. You can be confident that Krishna will come and stand in front of you now and Krishna will take you to the spiritual sky. <clears throat> so then I again chanted and then at that time only sitting in the car I started to make arrangements to go to Spain and then after a few minutes when I and I told Mirabai and Mukesh that let's uh, go back because I decided not to take the flight and I called up Mukunda and told him to cancel my flight and then we went back to Mirabai's place and while we are driving, yeah, when we actually arrived there I called Dinabandhu again and Dinabandhu told that Harinarayan left his body. He <coughs> actually, Dinavandu actually told my Pita went back to Krishna. And then he told me uh, that after Harinarayan spoke to me, before that uh, Kirtan was going on but Harinarayan was silent. But then after I spoke to him, he started to chant his uh, lips started to move, he started to chant and in this way he left his body. And it was a wonderful departure and those who, those who, <clears throat> how many of you knew Harinarayan Prabhu? Yeah, those of you who know him, met him, you know what a wonderful person he was. He was such a nice and generous person. I'll give you an example. When Harinarayan used to come to India, uh, he used to land in Delhi and go to Vrindavan. He used to go to Vrindavan and he used to hire the taxi. And there's one person who all, he used to always contact because he liked that person. 
and in course of uh, their discussion Harinarayan was told by that man told him about his difficult situation he is driving somebody's car he is a taxi driver the taxi belongs to somebody and his son I think just finished his school but he doesn't have money to send his son to the college and Harinarayan got to know about his uh, poverty stricken condition in India that is a very common thing like people exploit them pay a little salary get them to work uh, anyway so when, when Harinarayan heard his uh, difficult financial condition you know what Harinarayan did Harinarayan bought him a car so that now he can drive his own taxi and keep the profit to himself that is how generous he was he was extremely generous I was telling Mirabai the other day uh, when we were driving to the airport yesterday at one time in Bhaktivedanta Manor in order to procure the land 30 acres of land they needed some money and they asked me if I could arrange a loan of 200,000 pounds so I asked Harinarayan whether he could arrange that loan and Harinarayan immediately said yes and he told me to get the bank account of Bhaktivedanta Manor and he immediately transferred that 200,000 pounds and then after one year or before one year they returned the money so I told Harinarayan uh, that UK has returned the money to you want to return the money to you then Harinarayan's response was Guru Maharaj you use that money <laughs> so just 200,000 pounds uh, just gave it to me and at that time I was doing Abhay Charan filming so we used that money for Abhay Charan and this is how Harinarayan actually helped and this is just one instance about Abhay Charan from Shamlal Prabhu Shamlal Prabhu actually made Harinarayan brought him to Krishna consciousness and they were very good friends Shamlal Prabhu and Harinarayan and whenever I used to go to Spain uh, Harinarayan used to invite Shamlal Prabhu also so we all used to be together in Spain with him so from Shamlal Prabhu Harinarayan got to know that this Abhaycharan project is needing a lot of money and I am having some difficulties so Harinarayan told Shamlal Prabhu you tell Guru Maharaj that I will see that the project is complete whatever money he needs for this project I will provide so this is how generous he was of course I didn't try to take advantage of his generosity but only whenever I got stuck I would tell Harinarayan and he would take care of that so that is how wonderful and um, 
extremely broad-minded, extremely Krishna-conscious devotee he was. So that's why, as soon as I heard that he is about to leave his body, I decided to go. And that's why I was late in coming here. I took that flight that night. The next day were waiting for me for the cremation. So I arrived at night and I immediately went to the church where his body was kept and cremation was to take place. And nowadays churches, some churches also have crematorium. So that's why his body was taken there. And I went and I met, I saw her in her end. And I met his family and other, the place was full with devotees, although it was quite late. And then the next morning we had the cremation. He was so loved that hundreds of devotees came and well-wishers and friends. He was a very important person in the community, Indian community there. Hari Narayan Prabhu Ki, Gaur Premanande Hari.